This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Yes, it is the newest episode of the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you talking about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. Please take a few minutes to write me a review and let me know what you think of the show. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can rate the show one to five stars. Hopefully you're giving me five stars. And you can review the show, leave comments, what you like, what you don't like. I want to know how to make this show better for all the Met fans out there every week. So let me know what you think. The higher the rating, the more this show gets out there to more Met fans. So please rate, review the show on Apple Podcasts, and that will help this show grow. You can also find Subway to Shea on YouTube. This podcast is available on the HSP Network. Catch me alongside podcasts like The Bullpen with DA, The Third Floor Lounge, which covers the NFL and NBA, Sus Talk, and the flagship show, The High Spot Podcast, which covers all things professional wrestling. Just search High Spot Podcast on YouTube or youtube.com slash highspotpodcast and make sure to to subscribe today. Now, before we get started with this week's show, I wanted to thank Sam Maxwell again for being my guest last week. Sam produces and co-hosts the Metzian podcast. He's also a screenwriter, filmmaker, and baseball connoisseur. He has made a YouTube documentary about the history of the Mets fan called The Newest Breed. If you haven't done so, check it out. You can see links for it in my previous episode. Thanks again, Sam, and can't wait to bring you back on Subway to Shea in the near future. Now, on with this week's episode of Subway to Shea, and it's a sigh of relief. Jacob deGrom, not seriously injured after the last couple starts, injury with his elbow, injury with his shoulder. What more can you say about what's been going on with Jacob deGrom? Let's go back to last weekend against the Padres. Six innings pitched, one hit, 10 strikeouts, no runs on 80 pitches, and he left the game with what was right flexor tendinitis. He said he felt okay, was ready to go for the next game, which was against Chicago. I thought he would have benefited from a day off, but you know, he knows his body better than anyone. He does intense training. He's been through Tommy John. So I said, okay, let's let him go if he wants to pitch. Pitches against the Cubbies, three innings, zero hits, eight strikeouts, eight out of the nine batters he faced, he struck out in 51 pitches and he left the game with right shoulder soreness. This is where you start to get a little worried because you're trying to figure out, is he trying to compensate his tendonitis on the flexor with his shoulder? 
is this why this injury happened? So he gets the MRI done, and I guess Tim Healy of Newsday summed it up best. And he stated, after an MRI and opinions from multiple doctors, DeGrom is fine, according to the Mets. The parties involved say his three to four recent injuries are unrelated. They don't know why this keeps happening. The next start is to be determined, and no IL for now, which is... A good sign. And obviously, he played catch on the field a day later. He seems fine. And obviously, he's going to be day-to-day. Luis Rojas stated, it's a normal shoulder a pitcher would have, which really didn't give us that much information. I mean, Jacob deGrom is a different animal. You know, he's he's getting up there in age, and now he's throwing for more velocity. So you have to wonder, I know he hasn't pitched his whole entire career. I know he came up as a shortstop. So his pitching arm is young, but he, his body is getting older and older. So is it through aging that this is happening? We don't know. And I mentioned this on Twitter about Luis Rojas. I said, anyone else feel like Luis Rojas answers questions like Bill Belichick from Patriots? Because his answers are quick, simple, to the point, and that's it. I know Twitter follower Tom Gerard made a good point. He said, the more info you give the media, the more questions they will ask about it. Keep things simple and short. And I got to agree with Tom. The way the previous ownership handled things is the reason why you hear the term same old Mets or LOL Mets. This season, the Mets have pretty much nipped a lot of that with the way they handled press conferences, whether it was the Donnie Stevenson issue or the issue between Lindor and McNeil or even the injuries with DeGrom. You have to give Luis Rojas a lot of credit for that. Whether you like him or not, he has handled himself calm and even keeled during these pressers way better than last year. You could tell that he was struggling last year during the press conferences, but he has been able to mature as a manager when it comes to answering questions and getting the info out there needed and keeping himself, I guess, the best way to say it is calm, like I said before. Everything is is straight through, and I, I do appreciate the way he has handled the media. Going back to Jake, I think he should at least get one If not two starts off, I think he should take some rest. And right now, the Mets have a good lead in the division. I think they're four and a half games up on the Phillies. The Braves are behind. Everything has gone right this year for the Mets when it comes to the division. And it would benefit Jake to get a little bit of rest. I mean, obviously, like I said before, I know he knows his body better than anyone. But we're going to need him to pitch deeper into games. I said earlier in the week that I am okay with him pitching six to seven inning games of shutout ball if it means he'll stay healthy. Obviously, late in September and in the playoffs, if the Mets make it, that's where we're going to need him to be pushed to do more. But for right now, with the lead in the division, I can't really push him to the limits. We want his arm to be healthy. He's pitching in an incredible pace a historic pace, and we don't want to lose that. Definitely wouldn't want to lose it for an entire season because then that changes the whole landscape of this team. He's the ace. He is the franchise version of this team. I I don't want to use that term because of Tom Seaver, but it's true. This generation's Mets, this is him. It's all about Jacob deGrom, and you got to take care of him. You got to protect him. 
we need him if we are going to make it far into September and into October. Now, I want to throw this question out to you, Met fans, because as it relates to the whole Jacob deGrom situation, do you think this rotation needs help? Or are you okay to do war with what we have? Let me know what you think on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Subway to Shea. I personally think we could benefit from another back-end starter. Definitely one that would give us at least a five, six innings a game. You know, even though Joey Lucchesi has pitched well in his last few games and David Peterson had a great start against the Cubs, I still would like to see this roster and this rotation bolstered because the depth we thought we had at the beginning of the year is gone. And I'm going to continue to be under the impression that we won't have Noah Syndergaard or Carlos Carrasco this year. That's the only way you can go thinking about the rest of the season. Anything we get from them would be a positive, obviously. But they can't be counted on at this moment. We can't count on them to be that, you know, late trade acquisition like of the previous ownership where the Mets would wait and wait for these guys to come back from the disabled list and count on them to do the work. We can't do that. The Mets are in this. And we got to take care of business now. Now, how do the Mets go about this? How do they go about adding to this rotation? Well, obviously you can go in-house. But Jared Eikhoff is not on the 40-man roster. And we can't afford to lose anyone off this roster at the moment. We need everyone. From the Mason Williams to the Billy McKinney's, the Peraza's. We need all those guys at the moment. Drury. We need all of them at the moment. Another in-house option Thomas Zapuki has been roughed up in his last few starts, and he's not really been pushed to the limits because he's had Tommy John surgery. And I wouldn't want him pushed in the major leagues. We don't we need that guy. We need someone that is seasoned, a veteran, because just going with another rookie, I can't do that. We're already kind of doing that with David Peterson. He's kind of still in that rookie phase since he only was a part of that 60-game season. And he got pushed hard. I can't do that to another starting pitcher at this moment in the organization. You could use Robert Gazelman and stretch him out. But he struggled the last time. He struggled when David Peterson had to be taken out early against the Orioles. And I don't know if I want to move Sean Reed Foley from his role at the moment. I think he's perfect as the long reliever. He's pitched well. We've talked about in past episodes how important it is to have roles on this team. And the Mets finally have those roles defined in the bullpen. So I kind of want to keep Sean Reed Foley in the position that he is right now. Well, you say, what about free agency? I think let's stay out of free agency. Especially with guys like Rick Porcello because I heard his name come up. The reason why I say that is... It's going to take guys a while to ramp up and get into game shape. These guys have not been pitching in any games. So you sign them, you put them in the minors, you expect them to rush and get ready quickly, and then have them up by when? August? By that time, hopefully Carlos Carrasco's ready, and Noah Syndergaard is getting ready for September, maybe. So I would say that it's probably wise to make a trade. And I read an article on MLB.com. There's 10 starting pitcher candidates that's possibly ready to be traded. So let's go through some of these. You got Max Scherzer from the Nationals. Now, I don't know if the Nats would trade with the Mets, but obviously 
Scherzer is an elite pitcher, a veteran. He's won a World Series with the Nationals. He's won the Cy Young multiple times. He is, could possibly eventually be one day a Hall of Famer. But will the Nationals want to trade him to the Mets? That's the thing. And also, hes I think he's been injured as of late. So who knows? Maybe the trading price goes down for a Max Scherzer. Or maybe not. Maybe the Nationals would try to fleece the Mets because it's in division. Who knows? But he's an option. Kyle Gibson I've been hearing a lot about from the Rangers. He's pitched very well. And he has a 2.13 ERA, which is great in his 12 starts. So maybe this is a move that the Mets could make. Also, Herman Marquez from the Colorado Rockies. He's available. You've seen him already a couple of times against the Mets. And he could be a possibility. You have Sonny Gray. We've talked about Sonny Gray in the past in making a trade with the Reds about Sonny Gray being a part of this rotation. And I think we talked about it a lot more before the Mets got Taiwan Walker. And he is a possibility if the Reds fall out of the National League Central. Also have John Means. This is another guy that the Mets tried to trade for. You've seen him pitch. He's pitched, I think he pitched a no-hitter already this year. And uh, coming from the Orioles, it might be good for him to get out of Baltimore since they are really not good this year. And he's a lefty, so that could help. You have Danny Duffy from the Royals. He's a left-handed pitcher. He has a 1.94 ERA in seven starts this season. Matthew Boyd from the Detroit Tigers. He could be another possibility. You got Michael Pineda, former, I think he was on the Yankees. He's on the Twins now, but he's another possibility that you can go after. Obviously, Madison Bumgarner, he's also on that list. I would kind of would probably stay away from Bumgarner. And then you have Tyler Anderson from the Pittsburgh Pirates. So one of these top 10 guys that MLB.com listed could be a possibility for the Mets in a trade. And I would personally like to see someone to either you know be in that fourth or fifth spot role someone that's going to give us innings because we need that we need an innings eater right now and we know that DeGrom and Stroman are formidable one and two and Walker has made a great case to be a number three especially this season but the Mets need a little more they need at least one more starter The Mets are second in ERA behind the San Diego Padres as a team. A 3.10 ERA. You know, let's look at what the top three Mets stars have done so far this season. Jacob deGrom, 6-2 with a .54 ERA. Marcus Stroman, 6-5 with a 2.35 ERA. The record is not totally show how great he's been. I mean, look at that. 2.35 ERA. He's had some bad luck. He's had some of that DeGrom bad luck of getting run score for him. And you saw that in the Cubs game where the Mets got shut out. And even though he gave up that one pitch, that one bad pitch that made a two-run home run, he still pitched well the rest of the game. And then you got Taiwan Walker, who's also having, I think, a career year himself. He's 6-2 with a 2.12 ERA. Encouraging signs as well from the back end of the rotation this week. How about Joey Lucchese? He has been pitching pretty solidly for the last, I want to say, three games. He's given up one earned run in each of those games. And what I think is most encouraging is every game out of the last three, look at this, against Colorado, 
3.2 innings pitched. Against San Diego, 4.2 innings pitched. And then against San Diego again at home, 5 innings pitched. Every game, he's stretching out a little more. And then he, 2 strikeouts, 3 strikeouts, up to up to 6 strikeouts now. And he's limiting the walks. And that's stuff that you like to see. You know, he's not going to be 100% a top ace of the team. But if he can continue to improve and provide that, what I've talked about, then that's pretty good. And look at David Peterson. Although he struggled all year, his last game was encouraging. Very encouraging. He pitched six innings, one hit ball, no earned runs. He only had three strikeouts. He had two walks, but he pitched so well. And that's what you want to see from him. Look at his last three starts. He only got one out in the Arizona game. Then in the Baltimore game, 2.2 innings he uh, pitched. And then against Chicago, six innings of one hit ball. If these guys can improve, it's very important. We need that for this moment in time. It doesn't mean that we don't need another starting pitcher, because I do think we do. But if these guys can produce this well, that is great for the Mets. And I got to give Jeremy Hefner tons of credit with the work he's done with the rotation. He gets a lot of credit. James McCann and Tomas Nito also get credit too for the way they've handed handled this pitching staff. Great job all around. And uh, this is the best I think I've seen a Mets pitching staff since, wow, I don't maybe 2006, maybe? This is a really good staff we have right here. Better than 15, I think. They've pitched way better. And I, hopefully it translates into October. Let's get into some injury updates. Jeff McNeil is expected to return Sunday against the Washington Nationals or Monday when the Mets return home against the Atlanta Braves. He's had a hamstring injury. You know, he got hurt in Tampa a couple weeks ago and he has been rehabbing in uh, AAA just as well as Michael Conforto. He's also dealing with a hamstring injury and he's on a rehab stint with AAA Syracuse as well, and he should return next week. Albert Almore Jr., who ran into a wall and hurt his shoulder, should also return this weekend. He was on a rehab stint in AAA as well. Brandon Nimmo should be getting ready for a rehab stint shortly. After a small ligament tear in his finger, he has been hitting batting practice and hopefully will be getting his rehab stint soon. So with all these names... That I've told you, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, Albert Amor Jr., Brandon Nimmo, Mets fans, the replacements are on their way. And it couldn't have come at a better time because guess what? We're playing the Braves for four games, we're playing the Nationals, and we're also playing the Phillies. All in-division games this coming week. These are very important, maybe even more important than the series with the San Diego Padres and the Chicago Cubs. It's great that the Mets won both series, but this is really where this season could take a turn. It could take a turn for the best and continue the success that this team has done so far, or it could take a turn for the worst. But what I say every single series, and what I say on Twitter to you guys, win series especially in division series, win those series. And this team will play in October if they keep doing that. Now, my final thoughts before this train leaves the station, Donnie Stevenson has returned, this time in the flesh. If you checked out Pete Alonso's Instagram, which is Polar Pete 
20, you'll see that there was a video posted, first post in a long time, and it was Donnie Stevenson, who is played by none other than actor Brett Azar. Now, he plays the Iron Sheik in Young Rock, also was the body double for Arnold Schwarzenegger in one of the recent Terminator movies, and I mention him because, as you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I am on the HSP network. You can find my podcast there as well on YouTube. And if you go on the HSP network's YouTube page, you can check out an interview with Brett Azar on the High Spot podcast. I'm going to leave that link in the description so you can check it out and see who's the man behind Donnie Stevenson. So check that interview out, HSP Network. I'm going to leave the link in the description. And that right there, Mr. Donnie Stevenson has returned. Also, great to see more and more fans back in the stands, especially for this recent homestand. The stadium was electric, playoff atmosphere, especially when Jacob deGrom pitched. Bigger story than that, we're getting full capacity Monday against the Atlanta Braves. Social distancing and masks have been dropped. Fans do not need proof of a negative COVID test or vaccination card. Med fans need you to get loud this week. It's a big week against the division rivals. Eight games between the Phillies and the Braves. You need to be that 10th man out there on the field. Make those teams wish they were playing someplace else. Because the Mets at home, 20-7 and this year. Bring it, Mets fans. Bring it to the ballpark this year and cheer on those boys in blue and orange. Now, before we leave here and we wrap up please take a few minutes to write me a review let me know what you think of the show what you like what you don't like i want to know it all because i want to make this show better each and every single week for you med fans out there you can go on apple Podcasts and rate the show one to five stars hopefully you're giving me five stars and leave a comment leave a review The more you guys do this, the more my show will climb the rankings in sports, baseball, Mets podcast, and the more and more people can see and listen to this show each and every week. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. You can also find Subway to Shea on YouTube. This podcast is available on the HSP Network. Catch me alongside podcasts like The Bullpen with DA, Third Floor Lounge, which covers the NFL and NBA, Sus Talk, and The Return of the High Spot Podcast. It's the flagship show, people which covers all things professional wrestling. Just search High Spot Podcasts on YouTube or youtube.com slash highspotpodcast and make sure to subscribe today. Well, that will do it for this week's podcast. Always remember to listen, subscribe, share, and review. For Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to the Subway to Shape Podcast. Let's go Mets!